Hey guys, welcome to the Basking in the Bible podcast. This podcast is all about finding out what the Bible says about a plethora of different topics that are prevalent in today's world and letting the truth and hope of scripture fill your heart and mind in order to encourage you. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of the Basking in the Bible podcast. I'm your host, McKenna, and I am so excited to bring you this episode. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different than the last episode because we are not going to be reading a new chapter in Anxious for Nothing by Max Lucado, but I would like to mention that at the end of the book, there are some discussion questions for um, each of the chapters. So today we are going to be going through the discussion questions for chapter one. I was considering doing chapter one and two together because I read chapters one and two together, but it was a very long episode and I'm trying to make them shorter so that they don't kind of freeze when they're trying to upload onto Spotify and Anchor. So I'm just going to do the discussion questions for chapter one and the next episode will be the discussion questions for chapter two and then the following episode we will read the actual chapter three and then do the discussion questions for that one. So you will get some new content on next Friday. Yeah. So if y'all remember the... Uh, the title of chapter one was called Less Fret, More Faith. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the questions, give about like five or ten seconds for y'all to ponder like your answers to the questions. And obviously this is like something you do on your own. Obviously we won't be able to have a conversation together and um I won't be able to hear your answers, but I want you to think about your what your answers would be to these questions, so that um, so that you can be a participant of the reflection questions discussion. Okay, so first it says read Philippians four four through nine. So I encourage you to do that on your own. Um, I will be doing it on, in just a few minutes on this, or actually not a few minutes, a few seconds on this podcast, but I encourage you to read it and study it on your own because it is very important for the reflection. Okay. So this is what it says. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. Okay, so the first question in this, um, this, uh, the, gosh, my brain is not working. Um, the first question in this chapter's reflection questions is Max lists several descriptors of anxiety, a low-grade fear, edginess, 
and a free-floating sense of dread, to name a few. Even if you've never considered yourself to be someone who struggles with anxiety, did any of these descriptions ring true for you? If so, which ones? Okay, so I just encourage you to, even if, um, even if you don't, even if it's not easy for you to pick one off the top of your head, I encourage you to pause this podcast and think about it yourself because I will have to, you know, move on pretty quickly. But I will tell you that for me, I definitely have felt edginess. I've definitely felt on edge with my anxiety before. Um, kind of like I'm going into a certain situation or environment and I'm really anxious about it. And it kind of makes me feel like I'm on, on edge, like on the edge of not a panic attack necessarily, but just on the edge of anxious chaos, I guess, if that makes sense. All right. So, and the other ones were a low grade fear and a free floating sense of dread. Uh, I don't feel like I've had a free-floating sense of dread, but definitely a low-grade fear. I've definitely had that many, 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 many times. So, and I'm sure some of y'all listening have also had that. So, it's, it's, not, it's not normal and it's not right, but it's common. So, don't feel like you're alone because... A lot of people struggle with anxiety. A lot of people struggle, even if they struggle with just a little bit of anxiety, pretty much everyone struggles with anxiety from time to time, even if it's not ongoing. The second question for that, uh, this part is, if you have recognized anxiety as part of your life for a while now, which aspect did you relate to the most and why? So this is kind of, I was, I'm reading this book with my mom and this second question in this part kind of goes with the first question and I kind of thought that it was just like reiterating the question but in different words so that's just like more reflection on like how do you feel like anxiety has affected you in your life so I'm not gonna I'm really not gonna say anything about that one because it's the same as the last question in my opinion but if y'all again if y'all want to pause this podcast and uh pick up after you've pondered on it a little bit more, then that is completely fine, and I encourage you to do so. The next, uh, it's not a problem, obviously, this is not a test, but, um, the next section says, define anxiety in your own words based on your experiences. What role does anxiety play in your life? Okay, so there's such a broad spectrum of definitions you can use, Obviously, it's not asking for the textbook definition. It's asking for the definite your definition of anxiety, like how it's affected you. I think it's affected me in that um, it's there's so many ways that it's affected me, but I think it's just affected me mostly in that like when I go into certain social situations or certain environments, it's like a sense of edginess like I might have I might have a panic attack or like the what ifs like what if this happens what if that happens like what if this goes wrong like stuff like that um and I've that's a very common thing so if that's the same for you then 
uh, that's very common. The next question says, or the next, I don't know the word I'm supposed to be using for this. Um, the next, yeah, I guess it's the next question says anxiety and fear are cousins, but not twins. And that is a quote, by the way, by Max Lucado in one of the chapters. Do you agree? If so, how did the two, how do the two manifest themselves differently in your life? And whenever I went through this question with my mom, I kind of just kind of reiterated what the definitions that Max Lucado used in the book were because they were pretty spot on. He said, anxiety, I believe this is what he said. Anxiety is, this won't be a direct quote. Anxiety is um, like the what ifs. Like, what if this goes wrong? What if I do this? What if I embarrass myself? What if people laugh at me? Stuff like that. And fear or like, um, yeah, fear is kind of, I need to get out of the situation right now. And I've definitely experienced both. I think, I think when my anxiety was at its worst, I felt the fear part more of it, more, ugh. Oh my gosh. I felt the fear part more. Um, but I think now that my anxiety has kind of gone kind of away. It's not away. All the way. But since it's less now than it used to be, I think I am more anxious in that I... Um, I'm like, what if this goes wrong? But I'm not, I'm not like, I need to get out of the situation right now. Like, I'm able to sit with it, which is something that I've taken years to work on. So, the next question says, take some time to define your personal anxieties. And then there's, I think, four or five questions. Yeah, four questions with this uh, section. It, the first question is, what keeps you awake at night or wakes you up? early. So something that keeps me awake at night is, um, like if I have something coming up that I'm really nervous about it, I won't be able to go to sleep easy. And that is something that I struggle with. Even before I struggled with anxiety really bad, that was something that I struggled with. Like I might be, um, worried about a doctor's appointment or, um, uh, a test that I had coming up or something like that, a school test that I had coming up. Uh, and then like this year, I can think of two instances. One, one hasn't happened yet, but the other one has. I was baptized in June. And so that was something that I was really anxious about. I was like, oh, like dre not dreading it because I was really excited, but I was very nervous about it and struggling with finding peace and trusting God in that. So that's just a transparent little moment for you guys. Um, something that keeps me or something that wakes me up early is when I have nightmares. Lately, I've been struggling with a lot of um, a lot of nightmares and I'm not really sure why. So I'm trying to figure that out. But that's something that keeps me up at night or um not up at night, but wakes me up early and keeps me up for the rest of the night pretty much uh, is nightmares because my nightmares feel really real and my nightmares happen like 
sporadically and they're random like they're not usually people will have dreams about like um some somebody that they saw the day before or something like that but um I just have it about random stuff and it's weird so anyway not to (laughs) not to get distracted but the next question is what persistently distracts you from the task at hand I just think my anxiety in general distracts me um because I think sometimes like I'll have something that's coming up on a specific day and if it's a school day it really distracts me from getting my school work done um so that would be my answer to that question the next question is what makes your chest tighten uh again just my anxiety in general will make my chest tighten i guess uh something specific would be certain social situations like i've said um that those make me very you know anxious sometimes so that would be something that makes my chest tighten. The last question in this section is, if your anxieties change day to day, focus on naming what is currently on your mind and heart. Now, um, I'm not gonna take the time to do this right now because um, this is a long section, this is like a long reflection questions uh, section, but I will give y'all time and you can pause this but I will give y'all time to pray right now um to just kind of uh let out what's on your heart or your mind you can talk to a family member or whatever you feel comfortable doing you can journal you can do whatever you need to do and I will give y'all a few seconds to do that so yeah um yeah so the next the next section starts with this question consider this we have been taught that the christian life is a life of peace and when we don't have peace we assume the problem lies within us if this has been your perspective how does philippians 4 4 through 9 which is the verse we read at the beginning make you feel does it motivate you does it discourage you Does it feel impossible? Okay, so this is definitely a reflection question. I will definitely uh, advise you to pause this and think about that. But I will comment and say that it motivates me definitely and encourages me. But sometimes it does feel impossible when I'm in the midst of my anxiety because it's like, be anxious for nothing and I'm like um what how do I do that so anyway um but yeah I feel like a lot of people have been there so it's just kind of a day-to-day struggle and I persevere because of Christ so the next question or section says anxiety is not a sin it is a it is an emotion Chapter 1 points out four consistent causes of anxiety, change, pace of life, personal challenges, and aging. And then this is the first question. Think of a time when change created anxiety in your life. What is it about the nature of change that lends itself to anxiety? Okay, so for me, I just think that the change in general 
causes anxiety because change can be uncomfortable and in fact it is uncomfortable most of the time some things are less uncomfortable than others and some things are way more uncomfortable than others but i think all types of change can be very uncomfortable unless you've been waiting for something to change the next question says consider your current pace of life do you live in survival mode If so, how many items or events on your to-do list do you say yes to out of obligation or a need to be needed? Is there something you could say no to that would create some margin in your life? Why or why not? For me, this doesn't um, apply to me directly, but I will say that I, there are plenty of things that all of us can say no to in our lives that will create some margin. I think for me personally, I can say no to more mental things to create some brain space, not necessarily like uh, things in my life, I guess, or like people ask me to do something and I say yes out of obligation. It's not like that, but it's more like negative thoughts come into my mind and I can say no to them to create brain space. So that would kind of be where that affects me personally the next uh, question says personal challenges can include many different things but they are often concerns that stick around for a while perhaps even for a lifetime that means it's important to address them what are some personal challenges that cause you to worry are these concerns outside of your control if so are you praying about these issues daily okay so i think just for me personally my anxiety is something that worries me So, obviously, anxiety is worrying about something, but I worry about my anxiety because I think, like, are people going to think I'm embarrassing or am I going to embarrass myself having a panic attack in front of someone? Uh, Is this normal to be anxious about something this small? And I kind of uh, diminish how big it feels to me because uh I don't really know why honestly because uh my human nature I have a sin nature and uh that's that's just what I end up doing and I'm trying to be better about that uh and there it's definitely outside of my control uh because I cannot control how people respond to me being anxious so that would be the answer to that part and I am working on praying consistently um my prayer life has always been something that's been a little bit of a struggle just being transparent again my prayer life has always been something that's been a bit of a struggle uh I don't know why but that's just kind of my problem area uh in terms of my spiritual walk The next question says, what scares you most about getting older? Consider how the Bible talks about age. Do these verses sound different from the way we as a society talk about aging? Okay, so they have three verses listed and I'm going to read two of them so that we can kind of get a feel for what what the Bible says about about getting older and aging. So, the first verse is Proverbs 16, 
31 and it says gray hair is a glorious crown it is found in the ways of righteousness and then the other verse i'm going to read is isaiah 46 4 and that says hold on let me get it up i will be the same until your old age and i will bear you up when you turn gray i have made you and i will carry you i will bear you and rescue you so that just gives me just reading that verse especially gives me a lot of hope um and a lot of yeah just a lot of hope that uh god is using me getting older for his glory and my good so i don't really think anything necessarily scares me about getting older except the fact that I want to do as much as I can to glorify God as I'm getting older. And I feel like sometimes when I get to the end of a year, I'm like, okay, I did these things, but there's so much more I could have done for the kingdom of God. And um, so, yeah, I think that's, I guess, what uh, scares me uh, about getting older is that I might regret at the end of my life. Uh, the amount of things that I've done for the glory of God. So the next section, and this is the last section. Well, actually, no, it's not. Never mind. The next section says, read the following passages, passages, excuse me, and note the promise held in each. So what I'm going to do is I'm not going to make you note it, uh, but I will emphasize with my voice um, what what the promise is or what the promises are so the first uh verses are proverbs 3 5 through 6 trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths so obviously the last uh sentence or phrase in that verse or those verses is um and he shall direct your paths the next few verses is Matthew eleven twenty eight through thirty. Come to me, all you who are labor, who, sorry, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I will give you rest. That is the first one. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So there's two in there. Uh, I will give you rest, and you will find rest for your souls, which is the same thing, but just worded twice. So, obviously, when we cling to Jesus, we find rest. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So, just kind of reiterating that God gives us peace. So, he gives us peace, and he gives us rest, and he directs us. That is the first three um, truths that we see in these verses. Psalm 55, 22 says, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. So he will keep us firmly grounded and he shall sustain us is the, um, the truths in that verse. 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7 says, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Wow. He will exalt us. That is amazing. The last verse is something that's very familiar, hopefully, to most of y'all. Psalm 23, 4. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So he's with us, um, and he comforts us. That is so comforting to hear that he's there for us to um, comfort us. And then two qu- there's two questions after those verses, and it says, How can these promises change your outlook on the day ahead? And what do these promises say about God's power compared to the anxieties that you face? And I can tell you right now, your anxieties are not anywhere near too big for God. Uh, he is so much bigger and so much more powerful than the anxieties that you face as long as you let him display his power in your life. The last section is write down the CALM acronym and place it somewhere accessible to remind yourself that the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds. So the first letter is C. It's for celebrate God's goodness. And Philippians 4.4 is the verse that goes with that, so I encourage you to read it. The question that goes with C is how will you express your joy for God's goodness today? A is ask God for help. Um, Verse 6 in Philippians 4 is what verse goes with that letter. The question that goes with it is if you don't, well, actually it's not a question, but it's a task. If you don't already keep a prayer journal, start one. Begin with today's requests. And that I would definitely recommend doing that. That is very useful. Verse 6 of Philippians 4 um, is the one that goes with the next one. And the word that goes with L is leave. And it's for leave your concerns with him. At bedtime, review the concerns you left with God this morning. Thank him for relieving you of your anxious thoughts. So that is the task. And the last letter is M. Meditate on good things. Verse 8 of Philippians 4 is uh, what verse goes with this. Plan your day to include some time alone with God. Definitely do that. Um spending time with God can be one of the most amazing things that you can do and one of the most uh, invigorating, exciting things you can do. Okay, so at the end of this section, at the end of the chapter, it has a prayer and I'm going to pray uh, for, or like through this prayer and I'm going to pray over y'all that whoever is listening, um, that this prayer is true of you and yeah so here we go dear lord you spoke to storms would you speak to ours you calmed the hearts of the apostles would you calm the chaos within us you told them to fear not say the same to us we are weary from our worry battered and belittled by the gales of life O prince of peace bequeath to us a spirit of calm as we turn the page in this book will you learn a new Will you turn a new leaf in our lives? Quench anxiety. Stir courage. Let us know less fret and more faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, that was the reflection questions for chapter one of this book. And I am so happy that I got to go through them with y'all. It was so exciting to be able to do that. And I love being able to share things with y'all, little nuggets of um, encouragement that I think will encourage you guys. I know it's encouraged me and I hope that somebody that listens to this podcast is encouraged. And I just pray that 
uh, y'all would analyze your walk with God and your spiritual walk and just be so comforted and encouraged by what you hear on this podcast. Um, and yeah, so that's what I have for you guys in this podcast. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you did, please, please, please give a like, uh, or not give a like, but, uh, heart the podcast, uh, listen to the podcast of the other episodes that I have subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and yeah I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will see you guys on let's see what day is it it's Saturday I will see you guys well I will be back on Tuesday So, yeah, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, night, whatever time it is where you are, and I will see you guys on Tuesday. Bye, guys.